We're happy Animal Equality is our nonprofit sponsor. Everyday Animal Equality is working to end the suffering of farmed animals. To create a world where all animals are respected and protected, they need your help. Your donation will allow Animal Equality to fund important investigations into factory farms and slaughterhouses, exposing the cruelty that happens behind closed doors. From now until the end of the year, your gift will be doubled, so donate today. You can make a difference for animals, and together we can change the world. Welcome to Launch Left. I am Rain Phoenix. Today's very special guest is Wolf Alice. But first, don't forget, rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Thank you. So nice to meet you both here. Just out of curiosity, how long did it take you to make this new record? Well, how about this? Maybe this is a better question. When did you know the record was done? Or is that equally as, as difficult? Probably when I heard it on the radio. <laughs> Well, I can't change it now. So Yeah, it was one of those ones that like until the masters came back, mm. I wasn't sure yeah, if it was finished or not. Yeah. Not because it didn't sound good, it's just like we were incredibly focused and in a situation where there was no distraction, which we've never had before for obvious reasons. We had four weeks when the weather wasn't that good but we could go outside and then we were locked in for like the nicest summer ever in the studio. Ugh. It could be worse. It could have been a lot worse. I want to know how you guys ever came to music to begin with. Did you fall into it? Well, for me personally, I grew up kind of singing in choirs and at school. And I learned traditional Irish music, which is, uh, had inf- informed my kind of musical beginnings. And it was just one of the things I enjoyed. And I didn't really see it as a career thing until... I tried some other stuff and realised I didn't enjoy anything as much as music. You know, I got into watching bands and stuff when I was a teenager. So, you know, the kind of culture around bands and my love of singing and making music from being a child and joined together to became my favourite things. Yeah, my mum, there was always acoustic guitars and things in the house, which my mum plays and my aunt plays drums. My sister played the saxophone and... Uh, you know, it was always encouraged in my household. And I'm rubbish at sports. I've never kicked a football and I really like music. So I chose music. <laughs> What's cool is that you were able to parlay it into an actual career, you know, or now you're touring in the United States and you guys, you know, have had good success, um, which isn't always the case. How did you find each other? How did you decide to collaborate as bandmates? I remember a mutual friend of ours was working in a pub where Thea used to work called The Rosin Arms. I had a video of Wednesday, which was a video Ellie had put out. I was like, wow, that is, I absolutely love this. And I became a fan. I wasn't involved in the music at all at that point. I think I saw you guys once in between that happening in Kilburn in North London. And then you were playing with two other different members, different bassists and a different drummer. Joff was in the band by that time. He was our guitar player. And yeah, Cal just kind of rang me up. I was in Belsize Park and asked if I could play the drums. And I said, yes, maybe, even though it was the first time I'd ever played the drums in a situation like that. I played guitar since I was a kid, as I said. And yeah, it kind of just went, we went to Scar Studios in Camden and didn't even have any cymbals, just played the floor tom and the mm-hmm. snare tom really loudly. And that's kind of how <laughs> I joined. What do you prefer, recording or live? I like playing live because... 
it, it's one of the very few times if you're doing it well and it's going well, you feel quite present. And that's mm. quite a powerful thing. Mm. But I think I just, I like the, not so much the process of recording, but I love whole getting the record done and, you know, have, um, that's what I'm most proud of is creating yeah. albums and having them as a piece of work that will, you know, hopefully last forever. So it's more rewarding, the recording side, but it's not perhaps not as fun. <laughs> I think my favourite bit is one thing that people maybe don't ask about too much, which is like the day you first get the demos off mm. the rest of them. Mm. Like that's when I'm most nervous. I don't mind when the album comes out necessarily because what I do is a complete lie. But sending off things I've been working on secretly on my computer or receiving demos from Ellie is that's the thrilling bit. And then that's almost like its own thing. Mm. I don't know. We've, we've spoken about it quite a bit like of late. I'm not sure what would interest your listeners from our point of view of, of the process. But it's definitely, you know, we're so proud of this record. And it, it did take a lot out of us to make it. And it's been amazing to see it be received the way it has. And, you know, it's been primarily just a UK-based thing, obviously, for many reasons and you know we are out here in the US and we love coming here and it'd be great to like to keep working this record mm-hmm. over here you know I always like to ask what's your form of activism I mean we're four very different people in one band we agree on lots of stuff I think it's a weird thing to use your one voice when you are four collective heads mm. we've spoken openly about things like politics and stuff especially when it comes to you know, the the UK and our home. But in terms of our music, I think you can find kind of socio-politics in, yeah. our, in our lyrics and stuff, but it's not overtly kind of preachy or anything. In the decisions that inform like how wasteful or not wasteful you want to yeah. be and stuff like that, we're always thinking about it. I don't know, like mm. overtly speak about it like online right. or anything or at shows. But yeah, I think we're, we're conscious of things like that for sure. Yeah, you know, with like packaging or the way bands are trying to tour, you know. For us, it's like a huge part of the band we are, which is touring. And like you say about, it kind of supports the band being a band, to be honest with you. But we're also conscious that what you're doing is as another side to it. And yeah, I, was, I mean, I was seeing things like Coldplay and stuff for thinking of ways of like, you know, f- floors at venues that are self-generating based on the, based on the motion of the crowd and stuff. So I think as things roll forward, if we can all be as conscious as that, and if you're afforded like the budgets to be doing things like that, that'd be amazing. So we could work in tandem with what we've got to do. Um, who writes the lyrics in this? Do you guys collab or you? Most of the lyrics, but sometimes too. And, you know, we're kind of going back and forth with each other and we, or we get stuck and stuff. Mm. We usually start with like a Dropbox you know, and everyone has their own little folder and everyone has their, be it something on an iPhone that Joff's done on an acoustic guitar backstage a year ago or whatever, or a synthy thing or a bassy thing. And, and we kind of pull them together. And yes, yeah, you know, songs like Last Man on Earth, they'll be, we'll try and work exactly to that structure or we'll put things together. It's always a really open process. And, you know, even when a producer's involved, it changes again. So there's a we're open to everyone's opinions. And who did you work with producer-wise on this record? And did you enjoy that experience? Yeah, we had Marcus Dravs, who some of your listeners may know. He's an amazing producer. He's worked with Arcade Fire and Bjork, and he's also done stuff with Coldplay, and he's done stuff with Mumford & Sons and things like that, and Florence Machine. Um, yeah, he's great. 
he's such a good dude. I like, I love Marcus as a person. He's great. Um, we had loads of fun locking heads at times as you do creatively and, you know, you work through those things and he was a great sounding board for when you were stuck and he comes with years of knowledge of, I love his use of microphones and his classic sounding wide organic sounds, you know, he's, he's not fussy about filling every single gap in every song with a, he, he listens to lyrics and he thinks about the feel of a song. I learned a lot off Marcus, even if I didn't want to admit it at the time, I did very much and I was happy to, happy to work with him. So do you do Pro Tools or Logic? What is your form of uh, at-home demoing, do you both? I use Logic. Joel uses... Ableton. Ableton. And ah. I think when we've recorded albums, the producer and engineer has always used... Yeah. Well, I started off using GarageBand, to be fair, because it comes free of your computer, doesn't it? It does the job. Yeah. <laughs> some visions of a life that we lifted from your GarageBand demos. Yeah. We've never been, never been shy for that, never been snobby about that kind of thing you know they're they're make you know we were lucky enough to have these laptops do you know what i mean so we made full yeah. those programs and things when we were starting out yeah did you find it really easy to to navigate logic once you did switch to logic or i think from garageband yes it's kind of similar it looks kind of the same um but no i still struggle with all techie sides of stuff but you know if you I forget most of the, it is about patience, isn't it? Like if you can just go on YouTube and watch a video and if you've got the patience for that, you can learn it. But like, I just don't have patience for it. I want to be know. able to do things instantly. So <laughs> it's that, that kind of stuff is, yeah, it's, it's take, it requires a lot of patience. Joel's a lot better than at that kind of stuff than, than I. Yeah, I don't have much of a social life going on anymore. I just watch Twitch videos of people making kick drum sounds. That's not a bad thing. You're yeah. you're going to end up having world's greatest drum sound because of yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. You get better at it the more you do it, no matter what. I have an old four track too, which is really cool, but I don't really use that. But to think about how far recording has come and how for us to even be complaining compared to what it used to be, I'm sure yeah. for anyone to just make a demo, you know, how hard that was. But at the same time, like how romantic it was back then when you had to like find some weird cassette tape recorder and push record. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Me it's too. quite in vogue, isn't it? I mean, it, they come back in fashion these things, and like, yeah. At the end of the day, it'd be interesting to see because of the situation everyone's been in, a whole new sound based upon the limitations we've had of going to studios or even making bands and recording with friends or choosing what drum room you want to be in. It hasn't happened in the last. It hasn't happened as much in the last eighteen months, and. Maybe that will we'll hear that in what we hear next, you know? But yeah, that's true. I do think that in some ways the pandemic, you know, reduced the audiophile, the importance of the audiophile in music and that a lot more mm. DIY, DIY music, bedroom yeah. pop will surface um, from that. And I think that's great for teenagers who wanted to just... Yeah. Be be who they were and they made something beautiful. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear some more lo fi cool little bedroom pop records come out, you know? Right. I would love that too. Mm. Um what brings you joy? Sunshine in Denver today has done wonders for me. I've just been wandering around. Um in America it usually starts with two eggs and some wheat toast and some hot sauce and I'm bam, I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> if I can get my hands on those three things, I'm happy bunny. And I yeah. And then yeah, music and I am trying to get my reading better. I do seem to have become illiterate in the last five years. So I'm trying to like read a lot more, which is bringing me happiness. And going back to the thing before, I'm always doodling on Ableton. That's a happy place for me. 
What brings me joy? Coffee. I like reading books. I like storytelling in all its form, really. Having a good long chat with a mate. Playing shows at the moment. Going to the cinema. Eating popcorn. Sitting on a big red velvet chair. Cute animals. These are all wonderful things. Uh, well, that kind of makes me want to just ask if there are any kind of other art forms that you'd both really enjoy. Yeah, I love going to the cinema. I love watching films. Um, I don't have like a vast knowledge about anything, but it's like something that makes, that brings me joy, as we said, mm. and that I really respect the art form. As, as I was saying before, like any way in which you can like, tell a story, get a story across. You like cartoons? I like cartoons, Rain. I've never really got out of them. You're a very good artist. I don't want to cringe you out, but I still have that picture you do with me in Belgium. I love that. Yeah, you're very good at it. And I like doodling. I also really like clothes. I think I've got a healthy addiction to clothes at the moment and expression of clothes. And But for me, mainly, it's just MIDI synthesizers at the moment and cartoons and eggs. Well... I really appreciate that you guys on tour found the time to talk to me here at Launch Left, and um, I think our listeners and watchers will appreciate it. Hi, we're Wolf Alice. I'm Ellie. And I'm Joel. And you're going to hear our song, The Last Man on Earth. to be sent from God He'd like his light to shine on you You've really missed a trick when it comes to love Always seeking what you don't have What you do ain't
We want to again thank Animal Equality for being our nonprofit sponsor and remind you that your donations will be doubled. So please, until the end of the year, give freely and donate. Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 